This is Good Hope FM News. Good afternoon. The three women who testified against former tennis champion Bob Hewitt could face perjury charges if it's proven that they colluded about their rape and sexual assault case before the trial. That's according to legal expert Llewellyn Curlewis. SABC News is in possession of correspondence showing that the women communicated extensively with each other about the case. However, in court, the women testified that they'd had limited contact with each other and never discussed the case. The Pretoria High Court sentenced 75-year-old Hewitt in May this year to an effective six years in jail after finding him guilty of raping Teresa Tolkien and Sue Ellen Sheehan in the 1980s and of sexually assaulting another woman in the 90s. Lewis explains what impact this new information could have on the case. Where that happens, it has a bearing on the credibility of the witnesses. It's not unethical, but it's not the ideal situation because witnesses discussing the matter with each other can influence one another, and obviously that is in the interest of justice. Obviously, where a person states unequivocally under oath that he or she did not have any uh, discussions with any of the other witnesses, it's a matter of that person basically lying under oath. Uh, That is in itself a crime. Typically where that happens, uh, I won't be surprised if the state then decides to actually prosecute a person for perjury. Interpol and various other police agencies across Europe are assisting the South African police to determine who was behind the foiled escape from prison of Czech fugitive Radovan Kretscher 10 days ago. It's being alleged that Kretscher's mother made more than 200 million rand available for his escape from the Zondervater Correctional Centre east of Pretoria. This allegedly included paying prison warders 1.5 million rand to smuggle a pistol and other items into his cell. Police spokesperson Solomon Makhale says their team is working around the clock to expose and arrest all those involved in the foiled escape. Parts of the world, particularly in Europe, where we do have possible victims and witnesses, but we are talking to about some of the incidents that took place here in South Africa involving Rodovan Kretscher. But all our investigations are going exceptionally well. We have in the region of about 20 murders that we're looking into. A mother alleges that her son was refused admission into a Stellenbosch school because of race, says parents should be able to send their children to their school of choice. Vuyokazi Diani says her 15-year-old son met all the criteria to be admitted to Paul Ruiz Gymnasium. She says the principal told her to take him to a high school in Kayamandi because that's where he belonged. The matter was heard briefly in the Equality Court this morning and was postponed to the 3rd of November. The school has declined to comment. A small group of protesters gathered outside court saying the matter had racist undertones. Carrying placards and singing songs, they called on all pupils to be treated equally. As Principal Yanni van der Westezen and his legal team walked in, they jeered, saying discrimination in Stellenbosch must end. They have vowed to continue to follow the matter until it is concluded. Sisanda Nkwala, SABC News, Stellenbosch. Electricity generation in South Africa has dropped by 10% while sales income increased fourfold to 150 billion rand in the last three years. Statistician General Pali Lehola says 91% of the country's electricity is still produced using coal, raising concern over the potential effect of the Union of Mine Workers' current pay strike. Lehola says 38% of the country's electricity is sold to municipalities, while sales to households account for 10 
10%, mining 13%, industrial 17% and commercial 10%. For Good Hope FM News, I'm Vanya Klutokolison.